This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Bloom filters are one of those concepts that always confused me for the longest time in computer science. I'm going to take a few minutes to actually explain it to you guys. And uh, not what are they but why do they exist so i'm gonna flip the question a little bit if you're interested stay tuned so here is a problem forget about bloom filters here's a problem today that we know how to solve but we can do it better i'm gonna write a service a web service express not js right that essentially check if my username exists or not and if you think about a little bit, this, use, this, this capability, this feature is very simple to build, right? Build a database with all the usernames. As you start writing your usernames, if you want to build this interface, you make a git request. Does Paul exist? You make a git request to the server, Express, Django, anything. And then you execute a query against your database, select a username from this table, Hopefully you have an index there. And if the if the record comes back, that means the username exists. If not, then it doesn't exist, right? Problem with this is very slow, right? And this feature is gonna be very popular, right? All these users going to this web page and typing, hey, does test one, two, three exist? Does whatever, right? Everybody wants a fancy nickname, right? So Here's the problem, right? This is very slow. So what do we do? Well, I heard about this Redis thing, right? That is actually in memory database. So let's take it from disk and put it in Redis. Well, that's fine. We're gonna do the same thing. Execute the same get request, but this time I'm gonna hit the database, right? And if it's not there, Okay, I might sometimes need to go to the actual database because these two can get out of sync. So you created some inefficiency and you actually doubled your memory footprint because you're storing data here and storing data here just to solve this simple problem. Okay, so you, we know how to solve this thing, but some smart people, computer science professors, came up with a solution very efficient solution and they called it bloom filters so let's explain what these things are okay so with bloom filter we're gonna use some in-memory representation usually it's very tiny i'm using 64 bit in this case okay and this 64 bit magically have some numbers right in this case the bit zero is not set so it's zero this is one this is zero 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 and this is one right so how does it come up we'll come to that but here's the thing if we're gonna make a request hey does you does paul exist we will make a request to the server and in the server we'll write a function we will hash the string poll and mod it 64 and if you know mod what will happen is this result will only come back with the result from 0 to 63 right 
And just like the out of the box, you're going to get collision all the time. But that's fine. So in this case, Paul is bit number three, right? And we, if we go ahead and check in my integer, in my 64-bit integer, this is the filter that we built. Does this bit exist? Is it set? No. If it's not set, then you can absolutely, with 100% guarantee, say that Paul does not exist in the database because it's not set here. And we're going to show how that, uh, that happened. Okay, so Paul doesn't exist. So I didn't have to even query the database. Let's take another example, right? Where I'm going to check if Jack exists. I'm going to make a get request to the server and I'm going to mod that string Jack. I wish, first of all, we're going to hash the string Jack, get a bunch of big number, right? And then mod 64, I'm going to get a value from 0 and 63. It happened to be 63. I check the bit of 63. Oh, it's set. And if it's set, here's the thing. If it's if that bit is set, that means Jack may be there. And why is maybe? Maybe because there might be another string that matched hash and mod 64 that resulted in 63 and was set. Not necessarily Jack himself, right? But some other string that matched it. But that is actually enough for us. If it's set, then, well, it's set. I'm going to take the hit and hit the database. So I kind of saved myself some queries of the database. Is this perfect? No, but it's a very efficient thing to actually query, right, to, to prevent unnecessary querying. By the way, Cassandra uses this in their uh, implementation of uh, consistent hashing all the time. Right, the 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 SS tables and all that stuff. They use this internally, right? Because anything, anytime you want to avoid an expensive query to check if something exists or not, or or if you want to do this query but you're not sure if you're gonna get a result or not, blue filters are very useful. This there are some disadvantages to this, but let's look at actually how to create a bloom filter. I have a brand spanking new bit set here 64 bit right and i'm gonna create user jack for the first time it's a it's a blank database right there is nothing in it i'm gonna create jack so if i'm gonna create jack i am going obviously to make a post request to the server to the express server and i'm gonna hash jack mod 64 i am going to get 63 in this case and what do you do before writing to the database the username jack is you set this bit niceties isn't it and then you obviously write it to the database so see this is how we start building this in memory representation of bloom bloom filter right and then let's try paul hey i'm gonna create a user paul poof post paul right mod 64 what do we get oh bit three let's set bit number three all right so far so far it's good Let's try, and, and obviously we write it to the database. Let's try some other user, Tim. Well, I'm going to take Tim and hash it, mod 64. Guess what? I got number 63 again. And that's absolutely perfect. That's okay because you're going to get, you only have 63 bit, 64 bits. Obviously, all the strings and names in the war, you will fill, fill between these things, right? 
and uh, obviously when you say 63 it's already set so you don't have to even bother yourself setting it because it's already set but you always have to add the database and write it all right so that's how, how it's actually made let's take another user ali all right so ali uh hash ali and get six mode 64 you're gonna have bit number four in this case and you're gonna set that bit all right and then obviously write the database all right guys so that's essentially bloom filter in a nutshell I know the actual implementation of Bloom filters are a little bit fancier. They use like three locations and all that stuff, right? Sometimes they have they have more bits, right? They use three hash functions just to make the odds harder to get, right? But and that's that's just to me that's just an implementation. But if you if you understand how it works, that's how it works, and that's why it exists, right? So some limitation of Bloom filter, you can get into a case where all of these puppies become one 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 one, and in this case, you will your Bloom filter is essentially useless. You you became the first case where you're always gonna hit the database. It's not really harmful. It's not gonna there. It's not gonna slow you down, but it's not gonna give you any benefit per se, right? So you're gonna have to think about this, like the bigger you make this thing, right? Then you kinda interfere with your memory footprint, but I mean, it depends how big it is, right, really. But the shorter it is, then you're gonna get all these false positive cases where you're gonna always hit the database regardless, right? All right, guys, that's it for me today. Hope you enjoyed this video. I'm gonna see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome.